part of it is me as a coach. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna push it to where like I know you're gonna be safe. Yet you know you have more in the tank. So let's keep on going. That's that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to see. Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? You are listening. You are watching to the Constant Elevation Podcast. I am your host, as always, Gabe Rock. I uh, hope you guys are doing okay in this uh, tail end of April. By the time you hear this, it'll already be the 2nd of May. And um, yeah, th- good things going on over here. Given It was chilly actually today for um, uh, Maryland anyway. Um, I did get actually an official notification. Uh, apparently, this is how the colonel's things works. There has to be lots of people that are approved whenever we move around. And so I was notified. I'm actually going to be falling into the uh, A6O Cyber Transformation Division as a new chief this summer on Air Combat command staff still at Langley Air Force Base. And so very, very happy for that. Next week, I'm actually attending one of the, I think it's called the uh, AFSEA Tidewater Integrated Cyber Symposium, Cyber Warfare Symposium, something, something, AFTWIX. And so looking forward to that. Um, it's only, it's back in Hampton, so it's only a short drive for me. Then I'll do some uh, networking there as well as some turnover and then getting to meet my new boss. And uh, I'm looking forward to finally what that next chapter means. Uh, we're going to be hitting May, and so it's going to be downhill really fast. But I'm looking forward to the next chapter and then um, got some work to do here. Um, this, uh, uh, spoiler for this episode, not really doing an Air Force leadership episode per se. This is more of a CrossFit leadership, CrossFit coaching kind of thing. But I think the idea is still going to be um, the, the premise of what I want to talk about is actually important. And hopefully you'll be able to pull out some some uh, um, knowledge nuggets for yourself to be like, well, what do I want to be as a good leader? And when I specifically, I'm talking about being a good coach. And so if you don't already know, I'm, our, I'm, I'm a, currently a CrossFit level two coach and I coach at Revival Fitness, home of CrossFit Vive here over in Gambrels. And so um Part of like the the sad part of when we're gonna have the PCS this July is I had to let the leadership know um, the management staff there as well as some of the athletes that hey I'm gonna be moving this summer and it is what it is it's just part of the military life and so um, one of the things I wanted to do is I I still love coaching I I prioritize my my coaching uh, capabilities over my athletic personal athletic capabilities and so. Um, uh, as far as like how I spend my time, I ra- I rather spend time being a better coach than being being a better personal athlete. And so, uh, what I wanted to do was uh, I hopefully when we move down to Hampton, I have a uh, or Newport News where we're going to be living. Um, hopefully, there's a I'll find a CrossFit gym and I'll be able to find another uh, coaching opportunity if they're so lucky to uh, if if I am so lucky for have them to take me on. And so, part of that whole what I wanted to do was kind of create some. Um, testimonials and i'm going to be asking for um a letter of recommendation from our current uh, management now and that way you know just in case the subject comes up i can give them some things they can call back here some references and so i want to use a technique that i believe some military organizations are using maybe informally or on a pilot basis but it's called 360 degree feedback and what that means is is normally you can i've had evaluations at the gym to where like management has they've evaluated my coaching classes give me some feedback tell me some improvement areas I'm like all right cool and they, they're supposed to do it annually at minimum. And so that degree of feedback from management is very, very common. Not a, We do the same thing in the Air Force and the military services. You have your annual performance reports. You have mid-year things, performance feedbacks, sessions and stuff. So it's not uncommon to do that, but it's always going to be from the top down as far as uh, your management giving you feedback. The idea, the corporate model of a 360 degree feedback is actually you get it from everywhere. You can get it from your peers. And so for me, it'd be uh, my fellow coach at the gym. It'd be my fellow coaches, as well as some of the athletes. And so they're not my subordinates, but just uh, people that would give me bottom up 
kind of um, feedback. And I, uh, uh, I talked to the management. And I asked, could it, would it be cool if I sent out this testimonial thing to just get some objective feedback? And they said they were cool with it. So I use Google Forms to kind of create this uh, uh, anonymous survey. I, I think people understand it's a little bit better when it's anonymous so they can't be tagged or held responsible or accountable for their own words, which is stupid. But I understand for surveys or these kind of things where it can be important. And so I came up with uh, this week what I want to do is I'm going to share with you three questions out of the five question survey that I uh, sent out and then give you some feedback as far as like how I take these in and then just some reflections as far as more insight to me as a coach. I've been uh, coaching CrossFit for almost like 10 years about um, since I came back from um, officially became a CrossFit level one in I think 2012 and I've maintained that certificate and gained a bunch of them uh, on top of that since uh, since then currently I'm a CrossFit level two and so um, but yeah I, I think it was it revealed some insight and I do want to share I use this as kind of like some self-critique trying to become a better coach and how I can use some of this information not only for myself I even shared all these results obviously I'm making a, a public podcast about it so I'm sharing it with uh, the public space but if I provided it back to leadership uh, at the gym so they can understand like yeah maybe there's some maybe there's some knowledge nuggets for you as management that maybe you want to um kind of promote across your coaching staff i'm going to be gone and so you can do you can say gabe was stupid or whatever it is but maybe there's some things that he did that was a little bit what we'd like to see across the coaching staff um and then uh, there could be some benefits for that or however they want to use the information so just want to be transparent always thankful for the opportunity to coach um at uh, revival fitness and so yeah here's um, some of the three um, questions that i asked and some feedback so i'm going to be if you're watching this on youtube um, i'm going to be um uh, reading it, you can see my eyes kind of diverting. So first question, what was your first impression of me as a coach? And has that changed over time? Pretty good question, I think anyway. And so I grabbed these questions from sort of like a generic 360 degree feedback survey and then try to apply them to, to, my, to me. All right, first one, I was limited. I was a little intimidated of all the coaches when I first started going to classes and Gabe was a coach. The feeling did not last long with Gabe because in subtle ways, he had a way of folding you into the group and making you feel welcome. He always drilled class in a way that could be understood, talked about scaling and that there was no shame in it, and, that we, and then he would push you to get out of your comfort zone. He's a big reason why I've stuck to the 6 a.m. routine. Okay, so, and if you want to hear um, additional thoughts or just kind of my full, full um, written down thoughts, please uh, visit uh, constantelevation.co and you can find the full episode details and you'll see a little bit more. You can read it at your own um, discretion. So uh, feedback, what I'm going to do is kind of share some insight as to when I see these kind of, uh, when I first read this, what are my internal responses as to why I coach like that or what I need to learn from this feedback, okay? So why I coach, potentially why uh, someone wrote that is because I was taught as a good coach that uh, I am, I like represent the gym, right? It's for me, I represent and I have to set the tone to have a as welcoming environment as much as possible, okay? And so part of that is, you know, when people come into the class, whichever class that I'm teaching, I see them walking in, I always greet them by their actual first name. And I do, spoiler, it's not even, it, if I had my phone over here, I'd show you. I can see in Wattify, like, I don't have to, rem, well, I remember the names, but like, there's a picture and a name. And so I have a cheat sheet. I also write down the names on the whiteboard to be like, okay, these are the, this is the, the roster I expect to walk through the door. So make sure I greet everybody. It's just an easy thing to do. And so I, I use that as an internal thing to be like, all right, cool. I have almost all, or if not all, the entire class there and just start to engage with them. But I think that's one of those first initial steps. Like if I want to build a relationship with an athlete, they have to recognize, I want them to recognize 
I want them to know that I'm recognizing them as individual athletes. And just calling them by their name is a super duper easy thing to do. But to me as a coach, that's my responsibility. Because I'm a consistent 6 a.m. coach, I set I tend to see the same like 80% athletes. And so building that, um, building those uh that muscle memory to remember their names is really, really easy. And so um it's just I, I, it's my responsibility to make a very, very welcoming environment. And I take that very seriously. And part of that is just being nice, just leading with aloha. So that was what I talked about. What I thought about is like, Hey, so building, what are these initial steps you can do to build a genuine relationship with an athlete? Okay. Next feedback. My first impression was that you were high energy, confident, and were knowledgeable. And you seem to know what you're talking about with confidence. You also made a point to meet and talk to everyone in the box during classes. You didn't always do a great job of including everyone. And so um, I think <laughs> here's an interesting thing. When I'm a 6 a.m. coach, so because there's the comment about I was high energy, uh, high energy. 6 a.m. coach, my job is to actually kind of wake people up. People are like kind of stumbling in there. They may or may not have a cup of coffee, whatever it is, and they may or may not have had a long night. I can immediately tell just through body language whether or not um, they're going to be there. So on top of my doing normal greeting, I also kind of take judgment of like what I see here and be like, hey, man, so we're engaging here. Or I'm going to be like, I'm going to give you about five more minutes. Like, let's get through general warm up before I come back and say good morning again to you. And I've actually I've said good morning and be like, ah, OK, I'm going to give you another couple more minutes. and I'll come back. And then I do like, yeah, man, how was it? Oh, yeah. Well, or, uh, what's going on? I was like, yeah, I was late night last night with the baby. How old is he? Uh, she like, oh, three months. Like, oh, it's been a long time since I had that. Just having a conversation with them as a, as an actual human being, and so, um, but I I feel like I need to start six a.m. with high energy, so I do that. I go, uh, um, you know, uh, music is on. I briefly have an intro. We get immediately into warm up because I get to get that blood flowing. But as well as just kind of trying in that theme of inclusivity, just making sure that I recognize you, individual athlete. I may have to give you an extra time, but like you're here under my watch, and so I'm going to do uh, my best job to make sure you get an hour's worth out of your day. And uh, you know, at the end of the class, I'm always say in the middle or at the end of the class, I'm going to make sure you have the best Wednesday or Friday that you can have, and it's always going to start off with a really good workout. So trying to trying to make sure I, I give those things. Third point, I thought you're trying to be friendly and nice was very annoying. <laughs> when it turned out that you weren't pretending, it changed everything. It went from annoying to just friendly and nice. I read that for, I had to read it a couple of times. I was like, oh God, am I, am I annoying? But I think it's because they were, they're measuring whether or not I'm act, I was just putting on a show. Spoiler, I'm not. Like a lot of times in the gym, I'm very much the same kind of person. I think the only time I kind of change is where if I have a limited amount of time, me personally to go work out, I'm not in there to socialize until I'm done working out. Then I'll kind of shoot the shit or whatever it is. But like, apart from that, when I'm in coach mode, I am very much on point and trying to actually being friendly, um, uh, showing genuine interest, all that kind of jazz. That's just normally who I am. I don't walk around with an, uh, an angry, um, uh, bitch face or anything like that. I, I'm a genuine, I hope that I project that I'm a genuinely nice and friendly person. So uh, I'm glad that they realized that I wasn't, a, um, I wasn't putting on a, a face, that I'm actually uh, friendly and nice. <laughs> kind of funny. Okay. Uh, being newer to CrossFit, I remember the nerves I felt when learning the workouts and form. I felt that he is coming into your classes because I knew that you would be there to help with any new skill that I didn't quite have and you, were ex- and you were excited to help. Your enthusiasm for fitness made me excited to be part of your classes. And you're engaging, know how to make cl- a class fun, and and are great at breaking down movements to help us perform better. And so uh, 
I think there's going to be, you know, CrossFit specifically can be very, very intimidating. And uh, um, it's whenever we get new athletes walking through the door, you know, we have, we have a normal on-ramp. And so we kind of understand and the coaches, we have, we have a slack where we kind of get introduced to a new athlete. We talk about what's their background. Have they done CrossFit before? Maybe they're rehabbing an injury or whatever it is. It's important to know that. But anytime you walk into a new gym, it can be uh, very, very intimidating. My job as a coach is to make that less intimidating. So imagine you're, you know, you're uh, uh, never been doing uh, CrossFit. You just saw it on TV or you, you know a friend that does it. And a lot of things that you may see, like the languages or the movements on YouTube, like a lot of it is overwhelming. So my job as a coach is to break it down to components that can be actually um, uh, not, not as intimidating and, make, and getting that momentum, getting that positive thing. Like, see, you just got to focus on these small things, right? I'm asking you to just brace your core, think about this overhead, push your head through the window, stuff like that. My job that I've learned over 10 years is learning those coaching cues to make it simple. If you could say it with four words and say it with four words, you don't have to say it in 14 words. Um, a lot of times, especially in class with the music pumping, I don't have time to give you some long ass drawn out uh, like paragraph of what you're doing wrong. I'm going to give you a quick cue to make sure you understand what you're doing wrong and you fix it and then you're good. That's what I'm trying to do. So breaking down those components, trying to make it less intimidating is my responsibility as a coach. And so um, part of that is having a bunch of tools in your toolkit. Just because you have one coaching cue doesn't mean it's going to apply to every single athlete. You know, you have short athletes, tall athletes, younger, older, all that kind of things. You have to be Johnny and Jane on the spot and make some assessments to see what's going to work in this scenario. And um, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of experience to uh, work on those cues. And I could pull out a lot of tools whenever I need to. But that's my responsibility as a coach. It's not your responsibility as an athlete to just be, well, I, I just need you to, I need uh, to understand it. Like, no, I'm doing, if I'm not giving you the right cues, I'm failing as a coach. So I have to take that responsibility um, very, very seriously. Okay, so that was question number one. Question number two, if you were initially intimidated or struggling with your individual fitness goals, how did my coaching help set you up for success? Okay, all right, so first feedback. You're extremely motivating. I want to perform better when I know you're watching and you hold athletes accountable, but you do it through the respect. So as soon as I read that, I started having a flashback to uh, CrossFit 808, and I'm uh, I'm mentioned that box several several times over this podcast because it has had such they have had such a formative um, amount of uh, influence on me as a coach and just what I expect to see out of CrossFit box that I I tend to emulate some of these actions, and so I used to have a um, uh, a coach uh, Kyla who would be able to she always called me out. There's a whole point where like I distinctly remember she had a very commanding voice. I'd be trying to do pull ups and she's she's not yelling at well she's yelling at me but she's also making sure she's holding me accountable to the standard and that's very very important. And so um, what when I first started getting yelled at, I actually when she was coaching class in future classes, I was like, oh crap, okay, let me make sure I'm doing, make sure am I holding the barbell right, am I getting the right technique? And it just sort of self corrected because I was I didn't want to get yelled at to be honest. And so when I got like a hey, that's a good job, Gabe, like whoo, okay, that's even better. Like you you're searching for those words of affirmation, and because you you want to do well, right? Nobody wants to get yelled at, and so like and and nobody doesn't like words of affirmation. And so my whole thing about just kind of watching all over and making sure that they are paying attention. And if I'm, if I'm even creating that little hint in the back of their head to be like, okay, if Gabe's watching this and he saw me and he told me to do it wrong, what would he do? I don't want to be in that situation. Let me just do it better. Good. That self-correction is so important. And um, I found that to be the self that accountability for yourself was really, really something that changed uh, in me. And I hope those kind of, I'm seeing it, that it does affect my uh, other athletes under my charge, which I really, really like. 
All right. Gabe's style of coaching helped with my fitness goals because he was accepting of all levels and abilities. My goal was just to do something consistent when I first started, but quickly evolved into pushing myself to do better than I was the week before. He helped me see that progress happened day by day and to keep putting in the work. So a lot of times, you know, um, uh, when athletes come in, they all have a different kind of story, right? Depending on your age or your experience, maybe you came from a sport, maybe you enjoyed running, you've never picked up a barbell in your life. All of us have different parts of our fitness journey, right? My job is to understand what chapter are we are you in in your story and help you along with that to make sure that you keep on making progress, right? I want you to have a large amount of quality of life. I want you to actually enjoy what we're doing here, but it doesn't mean you're not going to work hard. I want you to make sure that you're kind of pushing yourself. Sometimes it's just, yeah, I can sense when you're intimidated because you have a lot of thoughts in your head. So through time with me as your coach, I can kind of break down some of those um, thoughts that you have and just get out of your own way and be like, all you got to focus on these couple things. And then you start seeing really good movement and be like, all right, cool. Let me see this again next week. You see it again. That looks way too easy. You need to put weight on the bar. Are you sure? Oh yeah, I'm definitely sure. You got more in you. And um, those kind of like challenging kind of things, but within the context of where that person may or may not be comfortable, not unsafe, obviously. We're talking about like, it's kind of scary. You're like, yeah, but you know how to bail the barbell and you're going to be, we'll spot you and it's not the end of the world. Those kind of support factors as a coach and potentially as a larger athletic community are very, very important. And we celebrate that. We're high-fiving when everybody's getting PR and stuff like that. Um, part of it is me as a coach, I'm going to have, I'm going to push you. I'm going to push it to where like, I know you're going to be safe, yet you know you have more in the tank. So let's keep on going. That's, that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to see. Uh, okay. Third one, by not acting like you're some almighty Superman that can do everything, but instead share your struggles and how that's okay to struggle. And so, um, what I like to do is sometimes when I, I, I tend to overshare when I come into class and be like, Hey, so I talk about work or I talk about family and, uh, some of the, just the normal things as a dad, as an officer, whatever it is, I tell those stories because like I, I suffer through them all. You, you, you don't get to see, there isn't like a, not that I'm by all means like a fitness, like model athlete kind of person, but it's not just what you see on the internet. I'm a regular person. I had a crappy night of sleep. I got this nagging shoulder injury that just kind of sucks, but you guess what? I have two legs so I can still squat. So that's what we're going to do. And just telling everybody like, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not like that curated Instagram kind of life. We're human beings. And it's important as a coach for you to explain that like, Hey, so uh, yesterday thing, uh, you know, yesterday's deadlift wrecked my back. Why? Because I had shady form and I was going and I was doing it wrong. And so now I'm, I can exactly tell why, because my back is telling me you fucked it all up. So just kind of admitting that you still have room to improve is very, very important as a coach. Um, If you have a coach that believes that they are, they know it all, find a different coach because there isn't a coach like that that understands it all. There are coaches that are definitely masters at what they can do, but that is significantly different from saying you 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 have no nothing else to learn. That's, that is a very, very poor coach and, and teacher, in my opinion, if you meet someone who, who thinks like that. Okay, final comment on the question of if you were initially intimidated or struggling with your individual individual fitness goals, how did my coaching help coaching help you set up for success? Uh, your friendliness, approaching each of us individually during strength training and yelling my name at my quitting point from clear across the room. So yes, that is very, very true. One of the kind of things I say, I, I, it's very hard. I rarely stay in one spot. I don't like staying in one spot when I'm just kind of sitting like this and I put my arms up and I just kind of, I watch the, watch the class from my perch, like my ivory tower. That's stupid. That's a very, very poor way of coaching. Walk around. You can't interact with the athletes from one perch. You have to walk around, give in each athlete individual engagement. Sometimes I can align myself to where I can watch like three, we have like rows, um, in the, um, 
in a gym. So I can look at three to four to five athletes all in one shot and give either generic advice or specific advice if someone's being unsafe. And I know how to angle myself to do that. I see something, check it, move on. A lot of times what will happen is I'll have an athlete with doing something, you know, uh, I would say inefficiently. And so I'm going to be like, hey, so you really want to talk about, you want to think about this. You want to make sure you have a nice strong back on your on your back squat. I want you to execute moving your hips back. And then I want you to push your knees out onto the side to try and get that torque into your legs as you come up for the back squat. So if I see it and they immediately correct it, I'll give immediate feedback. All right, cool. That looks really good. If they do it again, but then I see like some butt wink or some kind of the, the, the error has not corrected itself. I'll try to do one more time. And then I'll be, I'll, and I'll tell you that this, a different cue or something like that. And then I'll be like, all right, if I'm not seeing it yet, keep on work. I'll just say, keep on working at it. And I move on because I have the rest of class to manage. What I also doing is I'm actually still keeping the eye on that athlete because the reason why, because I get it that if I just sat there and was just kind of grilling them like this and just watching them, that could be very intimidating and they potentially start to freeze and they can't actually do anything because they're just too scared of what's going to happen. So what happens is I remove myself from the environment, let them get in their own, uh, get out of their own head and actually perform it well. And if I see it do well, I will yell at them across the room, be like, that was awesome. Good squat. Let's see the next one. Like, and, and I'm, I do that yelling right next to someone's ear or something like that, because it's important for me to reward good behavior when I see it. On the contrary, I also yell at shitty form when I see it. We were doing a bunch of push-ups and sit-ups and squats uh, the other day, and people were just having shitty form, like not going to full depth on the squat, not going to full extension on the push-up. Uh, and, and I was just like, what are you guys doing? I will no, I'll keep on no repeating the shit out of you guys until you get it right. And they all knew, and I kept on yelling at them. And like, I knew this is not the competition kind of phase where like I was actually no repping them. But the idea is do it right. Do it well from the first part. That way, you, it doesn't come into question later when you're actually in competition. And so like those kind of things are important um, just to give that feedback. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of just calling you out from across the room for good or bad because you need it and I want to be able to directly engage with you. Okay, final question of the third questions of my testimonial. What are the, some of the coaching weaknesses you see in me so I can improve on them? And so that was a very deliberate one that I wanted to understand and, and uh, um, got some interesting feedback. So number one, you need to get stronger. Yes, I do need to get stronger. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I always tell people when I'm coaching and they, they see like some of my performance things, I'm like, why is your strict press so light? And like, why is your face so stupid? Like, I'm, I'm just not really good at pressing motions. And so I actually have to rely, uh, especially for my Olympic weightlifting, I have to rely so much on technique in order to move the minuscule kilograms that I'm freaking moving. And when I see someone muscle through it, like one and a half times what I'm lifting, shitty form don't get me wrong but technically in crossfit anyway you actually hit the movement it makes me mad because i'm not strong enough i'm just not built to gain strength like that so i need to take some cues on that get some deliberate bodybuilding accessory stuff in there to try and actually get stronger and so i'm taking that advice and that is from a hella i know which athlete because he told me that he put it in there i'm taking his advice he's a hella strong dude only uses iron plates during deadlifts it's ridiculous how much weight he can move and uh, he's someone i look up to so i appreciate that feedback i need to get stronger Next one, voice cracks. We'll talk about that in a second. And then sometimes not giving the advanced athletes some of the tips and focusing on the lessers. We all do this, but I like tips too. Okay, so two parts. Voice cracks. A lot of times what will happen is when I'm actually um, uh, giving out, uh, I'm trying to yell, project my command voice. It comes out like three, two, and I just lean into it. I just, everybody's laughing and it's fine. And so it happens. I'm 42. Yes, I'm going to go through maturity at some point. So I got to correct that. 
giving the advanced advanced athletes some tips. That is something I also need to do. And part of it is it's not laziness, but like there's a degree where I have so many athletes in my class, I have to make sure I'm looking out for safety first. And so sometimes I'm not I don't have to pay attention to the advanced athletes because I know they're going to move well. But it doesn't mean there isn't something I can prove on them. So I'm going to take that to heart and make sure that I give everybody full coverage, including our advanced athletes, because they have something they're paying for the same kind of coaching as well. And so not just facilitation of fitness, I owe them coaching as well. So I'll be doing more of that. When you're grumpy or tired, it looks like you're trying to hide it. You do a pretty bad job of that, unless you're grumpy way more often than it shows, but successfully hide it. I wasn't really sure how to read that. And so I think what happens, what they're trying to say is I don't have a good poker face. I don't. I wear my emotion on my sleeve. Yes, I do. So if I'm frustrated about something, especially like if it's a busy class or something else is happening and like this is kind of stressing me out in class, I need to do a better job of kind of harnessing that energy and not letting it affect my coaching style. That's how I'm going to take it because there can be like, oh, there's a, there's more people in here. I don't have enough equipment. This part doesn't make sense or I wasn't anticipating this thing to happen. I've coached long enough that I can overcome it. Stop being weird. But um, I need to make sure that I maintain my professionalism and lead a good class. I know I, I know I can. And maybe that's not what they're talking about. But that's the feedback I'm going to take. Just be cool. You've been doing this before. You can adjust on the fly with anything. Rely on your preparation. You're going to be fine. And then finally, this kind of wraps it up. Trusting yourself more. You have it and your gut is on point. And so I feel like I actually project myself as a fairly confident coach, um, but potentially just these other things that I'm talking about, um, you know, revealing my personal life or professional life as a coach. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs this entire tour here. And so, um, but I think I have some other indicators that uh, I've been on the right path, you know, being recently uh, well, being selected for, for Colonel and still keeping a job down as far as uh, being a, uh, a coach at Revival Fitness. And so maybe like I, I don't have to stress out about it because it's not the big of a stress out. I tend to kind of share and overshare some of those thoughts because there's just things I like to talk about, but um, that doesn't mean I'm, I can't handle it. And so maybe I need to trust myself a little bit more. So very, very good advice. So there you go, guys. That's uh, um, three questions, again, uh, that, that I asked out to my uh, our athletes for some testimonials and some feedback. So I really appreciate everybody taking their time for Revival Fitness to give me that feedback. I do want to become a better coach, and I, and I think um, there are places to where I understand my limitations as a coach. And if you outgrow me as a coach because you've gone on past, there's much better coaches out there. Trust me, that like a gymnastics coach or advanced game athletes. Pro, that's, I'm not that dude. I'm like a gen pop um, kind of coach, probably more of the on ramp ones for the the beginner athletes, but I also specializing in running and Olympic weightlifting. And so those are those are my new uh, my um, my uh, strength areas, in my opinion, anyway. So I need to expand that, maybe become a better gymnastics coach. How to learn about that? How can I teach better rowing? How can I teach better uh, something else, nutrition stuff? And so um, there's always room for improvement. So again, thank you, athletes from Revival Fitness, for providing that feedback. Uh, we're gonna make it fun until I uh, hit the road in July, and uh, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to every single class I get to lead for you guys. So I uh, appreciate that this week, team. Um, since I'm gone TDY next week, I'm not sure if I'm going to make another episode or it might be an audio-only one. I might bring my stuff on the road with me uh, so I can record in the hotel. And uh, yeah, guys, have a safe weekend. It's May. It's gonna be May. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Constant Elevation. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. Visit our site at constantelevation.co. Find and follow us on Facebook at constantelevation.co and like and follow me on Instagram at, at gaybrock.